Hello and welcome to another episode of The Conversation. My name's Graham, based in Manchester. And I'm Malika, based in Norwich. <laughs> Again, another one, Malika. I can't believe how quickly we're getting through these. I can't either. I'm just thinking, time's going so quickly, isn't it, when you're having fun? And I'm so glad to see your face, as always, because that's my look forward to on a Sunday, seeing your lovely face. Oh, thank you so much. You too, Malika. And I, you know, it's going to be, we're going to just keep talking to each other on Sundays and uh, either record it or not record it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you mean it's nice having that friend that you can rely on and you can see and you we share so much, you and I, and I'm so delighted to be a part of this journey with Absolutely. you. So thank you. I should say that we don't actually just talk to each other on Sundays. We do talk to each other during the week. <laughs> during the week. <laughs> when you nag me about things and I'm too busy being a teacher and I generally respond with, I'll check this out, talk to you later. Yeah, it's more like <laughs> through one night at nine o'clock at night when I'm getting to go into bed after a busy day myself. <laughs> great minds great absolutely. minds absolutely it's all it's all good nagging is done in a, in a polite way though because you know we don't want to delay these episodes going out do we no we don't and i'm glad you're keeping me on my toes as well with your <laughs> scheduling and what have you so yeah absolutely. really good so we've been talking obviously about the coronavirus uh, and the impact of that over the past couple of episodes uh, and we're going to continue that journey today aren't we we are indeed, yes. I understand we've got an amazing guest today that is going to explore the impacts of COVID-19 on the arts. Is that right? Absolutely, yeah. So Michelle, uh, it was going to be joined, well, I can't even say the words now, we'll join us in a second. Uh, and basically, um, they're a lecturer uh, at a higher education uh, institution. Uh, and obviously, they teach um, uh, public relations and obviously kind of all that PR uh, stuff. Uh, and obviously, that ha- you know, in terms of being able to deliver that has impacted because, you know, in terms of PR, there's not much happening at the moment because uh, all the events have been cancelled. Then obviously they have their own podcast. Uh, or I think they're starting their podcast rather about how they, um, some of the arts work that they do. Um, and also they have regular slots in um, hosting events uh, and they have their own actual like kind of TV show on YouTube. But I'm sure Michelle will tell us all about that in a second. So I think I'm yeah. starting to waffle now. So I think, should we just bring Michelle in? It might be easier. Let, I think we should. We should just hear it from Michelle. Michelle. Absolutely. You weren't waffling, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't. He was. He wasn't. He was just, Absolutely. He was Graham. just being Graham. That's yeah. Graham. That's the Graham what? I love. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. And it's great to see you on a Sunday morning and have a chat like this. But yeah, I'm here, I think, just to kind of mention about the arts, because you, you said there, Graham, you know, I've, I've got my finger in lots of pies, you know, as a lecturer, as a presenter myself. And, and you know, I've seen the changes and I've got mm-hmm. a lot of friends in the arts industries. And, you know, it has hit the arts really mm. hard, as we know from the news, you know, yeah. uh, lots of theatres obviously closed their doors a year ago and productions, it's whether or not they'll come back and little theatres as well, will they mm. ever reopen their doors? So it, it has been a difficult time, but I think it's all about trying to be inventive. And I think as an arts industry, you know, um, they have been really creative and trying to do as much as they can to to keep that theatre alive. And we miss it. God, don't yeah, we oh, miss it, guys? Yeah, definitely. I must admit, yeah. I am a musical uh, type of person. So not being able to, you know, just go on a Saturday night and just go into the theatre, you know, and just enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's so bizarre. I mean, even TV at some point, obviously, that's in terms of people visualising the impact on the arts. Most mm-hmm. people have seen the changes on television. Where yeah. the fact that you have to record these shows in different ways and you see the distancing being, you know, 
almost live and then you see like you know I, I watched dancer and ice and they kept going about everything's been done in a socially distanced way i mean we get it you don't necessarily need to say it but you, you can yeah. certainly visualize it but the hidden arts in terms of the theaters the you know pop concerts those things have all changed i mean obviously i know we're going to talk about this very briefly but you know i watch your show your manchester uh, and basically you know you've had to be in these post screens and i mean that must be so surreal for you and belinda to just be like not that close it is because like we do this uh, weekly uh, show on youtube like a magazine show from manchester and uh, we've always like we we laugh and joke and i'm very touchy-feely person mm. you know like oh belinda and i'll you know hit a shoulder and we'll have a hug so we haven't had that connection um in lockdown though it was very much of a, a conversation in that first lockdown what do we do mm. do we continue the show or do we just kind of let it lie for a bit and it was belinda who pushed and said well, let's just do it from our bedrooms or whatever. So I did it from my bedroom. You know, we learned all these new things. I never knew what Zoom was. Never knew what Zoom was Same. before, before <laughs> the, the whole pandemic. Uh, so we did that and, you know, that worked together. People really enjoyed it because they wanted still to have an entertainment, have a laugh. And actually for us, it was a real turning point in the show because we'd always pre-recorded our YouTube show. I mean, you know that, Graham. Uh, yeah. On the show, mm. uh, and we always wanted to make that step to go live, and because we were doing it live from our bedroom and living rooms, it was like, well, actually, why don't we do that when we go back in the studio? So we have. So mm. for us, you know, it has turned into a positive. Yes, we've had to put you know all stuff into place, and yes, those screens are terrible, Graham. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait until they come down, and I'm like, she's there, Belinda, come on. Um, but you have to do what you have to do to keep yeah. people safe. Yeah, and we are so glad that we've been able to get guests in virtually. Uh, you know, and I think TV has shown that you know you can switch it up mm. what's really interesting though um graham you mentioned before about kind of the filming and everything mm. i did an event in lockdown which was for charity and i hosted it and one of the guests was sally dinover from coronation street oh, cool. sally and i spoke to her before we did our interview and that was the week they were just incorporating the masks into coronation street and it it was bizarre, actually, because when she was saying to me, oh, I've just shot a scene in Deb's corner shop with a mask on, you know, and we've done it. And I was like, oh, God, yeah, because that's got to change as well. That's got to reflect what's going on in our world. But sometimes you just don't take that in, do you? No, and I completely agree. I think my I think my dad said to me the other day that I think I think Emma, uh, one of them was on. So one of the so Emma Dale or um, yeah. uh, Eastlanders was on and basically goes, wait a minute, they're too close together, get them, get them, split them up, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And actually, it's because there's that slight delay, but yeah, they're all having to kind of demonstrate what's happening in the, in the, in the real world, shall we say? But yeah, it's, it's true, yeah, it's true that things have got to be translated in, a, in, a, in, in, the, in, the, in the arts industry, things that we live on a day-to-day -day basis, and I guess that's, that's happened over time, but uh, perhaps we, we have taken things for granted, we have taken our arts for granted, more or less, a lot of us, uh, I mean, on the continent where I grew up in, in, in the EU, um, it was always something that I cherished the arts and the industry, um, going to the opera, being able to go uh, just to, to watch a performance in the street 
for example, a stand-up performance in the streets or listening to people playing an instrument or even going to an art gallery watching an exhibition. Um, it's always been something that's been around us and this pandemic has actually brought all of that to a halt and has actually taught us that actually the arts industry needs to be cherished more than ever because they are bearing witness to our contemporary times. And uh, if the arts industry is not getting the support that it deserves from all of us, including governments, then we are, we are risking uh, that uh, we are risking its death. We are risking the global heritage dying with it. And I, I know it's not gonna happen. Agree. And I think, you know, we do need our spirits lifted and we know the value of that, especially on our mental health. And mm. I I do think, though, obviously now, you know, the restrictions are letting up. Um, I think people were going to be racing back to the theatre. I don't think people will not want to not go. Yeah. I think it's just a case of in terms of how do they recoup all the money back when they're losing the amount of seats because obviously there has to be distance. Mm. Um, I went, funnily enough, um, in the middle. Uh, we had our first lockdown, didn't we? Then we had like a little bit of a break where we could do things. Mm. And I did go to the theatre during that time to see Rent at Hope Mill, which is a small theatre venue in Manchester in Ancoats. It's absolute gem of a place. And uh, they had put plastic kind of, just very much like what we've got on the show for your Manchester year, you know, like, um, what was the word again, Graham, you used? The banners, isn't it? The see-through banners. banners. Like, yeah. kind of visors between the, you know, so I booked with my husband and then the, the next couple next was, there was like a, a plastic sheet and we had masks on. Um, it was a strange experience, but it was kind of, it was doable mm. uh, but that night um the, the announcement came that the theatres had to shut again so it was the first night for rent but it was also their last night oh that's such a shame and isn't it the performers it's crying at the end of the performance and my heart you know these people had worked so hard the people who owned the theatre had spent an awful lot of money trying to get the theatre right um, so yeah, it's it's a really difficult situation going forward, but I do think you know they will try their best for it to survive um, as much as they can yeah. do, and let's hope that they recoup the money. Yeah, and yeah, crossed. and I think that's one hundred percent where it's at. I think it needs our support more than ever. And uh, I know artists are very resilient in finding ways, as he described, finding ways to adapt to a situation. Uh, but we've got to make the effort ourselves to, to, to really support going forward and understand that this is our heritage and we risk losing it. And we can't afford to lose all that creativity that is out there, that is gifted to us, really. We take it for granted, don't we? We do. I think I think out of everything as well, you know, social media, you know, I, I feel a bit like Marmite with social media. Sometimes I love mm -hmm. it, sometimes I really hate it. But I think for performers and entertainers to keep them still out there, I think that in itself has been useful. You know, I've been watching them doing kind of workshops for free, you know, doing little concerts to keep everyone's spirits up. But, you know, again, that shows their passion and it also keeps them quite relevant and out there. You know, so I think... That in itself has been great. I've watched a lot of theatre that has uh, transferred online. Mm. You know, uh, last week I watched the picture of Dorian Gray that has been done by a theatre with Stephen Fry in it and Joanna Lumley. And I watched it in the comfort of my own home. And yes, it wasn't the same experience as theatre, but again, it was still a production being able 
to be done under these circumstances. Um, and that's the, the thing is, that's how, that's the way things are moving forward. You know, I, I personally see, you know, a lot of choirs are coming together in a virtual world and, you know, the recordings being together. I think it's really brilliant. Like you say, the resilience and the kind of the creativity to go, OK, so we've got a problem let's solve it and, the, and they've come up with solutions I think it's brilliant and I think you know you've touched on the things that you know how pe people are resilient so if I can just to bring in the kind of your your from your academic viewpoint so you know that has a, a massive impact I used to work within higher education so obviously you know we all were, we were all sent home in March so were the students uh, I know and the majority of them haven't come back I still believe you know and it's just like well Online learning is great now. Obviously, me and Malika, we've we you know we passion we are impassioned of online learning because we've done it and we know it's done. But the courses that we did were deliverable online. But something like PR is that deliverable online? What about what about the rest of the arts courses? Yeah, well, I teach PR and journalism, so mm -hmm. the PR hasn't been too tricky. But I do do a, a module called content creation because, as you know, there's a lot of content creators out there now doing videos on social media, doing kind of you know even like podcasts and stuff being created. Um, so that's that's hard because you're not there with them. But if you from the beauty of kind of Zoom and, and things like Collaborate, things like StreamYard, all these different techniques, um, you can deliver it. I think it's about trying to be 150% passionate about the delivery to keep them engaged. Okay. I literally, you know, go into lectures now and I feel like I'm being a presenter of a game show. I'm like, hi, hi everyone, how are you doing today? Come on, we're gonna have so much fun. Are you gonna answer this question? Go on. And it's like, because they need more they need more because some of them won't turn on their cameras, right? Because really? you've got them at a certain age, you know, and in that age, they're working through, I think some of them, who they are and, you know, what their peers think of them, you know, and it's okay if it was me and them, they would turn their camera on. But if you've got a class of say 35 mm. and then, you know, some of them's kind of just kind of just got up out of bed or isn't feeling particularly great, they're not going to put the camera on. So there have been days, Graham and Malika, where I have done a class to a blank screen. How, how, do you, how does that, how, sorry, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I'm going to bring Malika in in a second, but that's okay, all of me because I've, I have the same thing at work. Now, obviously we work, we're all on the NHS, we all know each other and people just don't switch their cameras on. You just, all you can see is their initials and it's like, oh, I don't have a camera. I'm like, but they're on you. It's, 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 it, yeah, yeah, bizarre. But Malika, you know, obviously you're a teacher. So how have you found that? You know, can you relate to Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 100% Michelle. I was literally laughing inside, you know, because it feels that way. You've got to find different ways to engage. I've been live streaming right through lockdown, as you know, Graham, when I hear people saying, you know, negative things I can't listen to negative things they just drive me insane and uh yeah we've been live streaming lessons throughout lockdown and it feels that way I've got all these screens uh, all these little initials on my screen and I know they're there well I feel they're there mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure if they've just switched off at that point and gone and watched something but you've got to find different ways to engage positively engage your students and your pupils as Michelle rightly points out you kind of like deploy all this energy you haven't got sometimes because yeah. you you're yourself completely yeah, exhausted. I, I don't know if, if you're like this, but they like yeah. the message. So 
so they'll message in a chat box so you'll ask them a question and they'll they'll give you the answer in the chat box so i know they're there and they're engaging but it's quite simple to just put on a microphone but you know i, I do feel they they're still grasping it i think what they're they're not getting and i i feel for them on this is that you know the experience of you know being with their friends being in certain environments and that's something you know we can't give them but we can give them the education and yeah. I think you know me and, and a lot of my colleagues we've, we've worked 24 7 because you feel like you have to give them even more so I've been answering emails when I shouldn't be kind of like 11 o'clock at night yeah. or you know on on a, a day off because I just think they need me and what I have found as a positive because i'm trying like you to to get all the positives out of this situation is that it's made me learn more technology which is great it's made me rethink the way that i teach and try and be even more creative and i've also built more of a connection with the students despite the fact that they haven't been with me face to face because i have cared about their mental health because you know you'll see an email come through or you know you'll check in on somebody and you know one to one they will open up with you and and i feel like i've gained more children mm. <laughs> um, but you know in the fact of you know i love my job anyway but I, I i feel like i love it even more now because i kind of have that you know passion for the students because i've seen what they've been through and how they that they're really trying just as much as we're trying so so yeah, and I've been looking, you know, I have to say I've been looking as a person, you know, touch wood, you know, none of my family have had COVID. Um, and you just thank your blessings all the time for for the good mm. things in, in life. Yes. Hence, choose life, the t-shirt, you know, it's kind of like exactly be, be thankful. And if we have to change things, fine for now, but hopefully, you know, these things will will come back and hopefully come back for the better. It might take a bit of time, but you know, yes, yes, yes. And I think it's I been an absolute constant, con constant, being this constant in the student's life. You, I, I hear so much of what you say, Michelle, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You've made a change and you've, you've been there as a constant and that's building more relationships, you know, building the stronger relationships with them. And these children will not forget that you were there for them uh, in, in a time like this, because there's never been a time like this before. Let's face it. We've all kind of like learned to adapt to it and, uh, and work around it. So and yeah. also going back to what Graham said, uh, about kind of like the education side of it, doing the PR and doing the, the journalism teaching through this pandemic, what we've been doing is actually doing what, what the media industry and the PR industries have been doing because they've been kind of communicating through zoom. They've been more creative on social. So that's what I've had to kind of adapt the lessons to and say, these PR companies are now using social more, um, you know, knowing that that's a way to reach the client rather than the traditional ways of meeting people up. And again, in journalism, you know, mm. it's kind of, they're doing these zoom chats. So look, you're seeing that on the news. Let's kind of explore this area and let's talk about how we can do things differently, how we can do things at home, video ourselves or be creative with apps. I have even gone on TikTok. Malika. No, uh. no way. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> I felt that that had a rise in lockdown. And, you know, if you don't walk the walk, you can talk the talk, but you need to walk the walk. So I am now on it. And amazing. 
I really like it. I'm yeah. 42 and I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I I, I've got I've got to go like this, right? Because that that's just something I haven't even touched and I don't even know if I'll go there. So yeah, uh, kudos and uh, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I think it's TikTok. quite interesting actually how you mentioned TikTok, Michelle, because I'm having to adapt to what's going on. Because I remember very early on in conversations about um, you know, this is going back, going back to delivering education in September. So as if, you, as if the students were going to be back. And I remember a conversation about, about having to clean equipment down. And it's like, is there an expectation of students being able to do that in between lessons? And there was a huge debate about all the students, what, what, what that would be perceived as students having to clean classrooms after lessons. And I think I understand that may be a concern of perception. However, you know, the representatives from the arts school were saying, well, actually in industry that is expected where you have to clean down the equipment. That's what's happening in industry right now. A cameraman will use that or a camera person, I should say rather, will use that equipment and then clean it down afterwards and then ready for someone else to do. So you need to prepare students for what's happening in industry. They're not becoming cleaners because there isn't a re enough, big enough resource. We're just doing what's happening in industry. So it's quite interesting how there's nervousness conversations, however, because you know it's you, you're preparing them for the future. And I think going on new TikTok channels and all the rest of it is part of that learning mechanism, isn't it? If you don't know it, how can you teach it? Exactly. You know, and and these are things that you know we've done in lockdown, and these aren't going to disappear. Mm. You know, I think it will kind of increase. You know, so we will carry these in because the world has changed. The yeah. world now is a different place. So yeah, and I'm a, such a believer in that, Graham, that it's like, if I'm teaching them something that I do it and I know it, I mean, I'm yeah. from the industry anyway, but I feel you need to, to see that. You need to see that, oh my God, you know, Michelle has put it into practice. So they do start to follow me now on TikTok and think I'm pretty crazy when I'm doing my lip syncing. I lip synced with Belinda to let it go. Um, oh, brilliant. She pulled my hair, I pulled hers and the wig came off. You've got to- I saw <laughs> that. I literally, I, th I, do you know, I thought that was just an Instagram story. I didn't realize it was TikTok. <laughs> Do you know how many views it's got? I, I, I don't want to imagine. It's, it's got to be plus a thousand easily. Uh, no, a hundred and five thousand. No. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I know, it's like I've become a TikTok star and I've only been on it a couple of weeks and it's like, Take it, Michelle. <laughs> Take it. Next, I'll be on Strictly because apparently Strictly Come Dancing this year is looking for TikTok stars. There oh, go. there you go. We've got to put you forward. I think you definitely, definitely fit the bill, I think, 100%. I would definitely watch you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, obviously, you know, I hate having to end conversations, but, you know, it's been really wonderful, you know, what me and Malik have learned, it talks about what you've said, Michelle, in terms about learning and adapting and pushing yourself through. Um, but basically, yes, you know, I, you know, sorry, Zoom's telling me to go away, go away, Zoom. <laughs> but, you know, I hate that, you know, we're pushing ourselves forward, you know, we're, we're sticking to these kind of having half an hour conversations at the moment, just to just to develop the skill set, because it is hard, it is difficult. And if you don't really know, it does take practice. But, you know, ha having a chat with you today on a Sunday morning has been absolutely brilliant. You know, the Choose Life t-shirt, I did take a sneaky little um, see the text on your morgue. I think that's brilliant. Um... <laughs> oh, amazing. It is for here. That's why I'm so giddy on a Sunday morning. That's what awesome. it is. It's not coffee, it's Prosecco. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, I, think every, I think every teacher in the world has one of those mugs, I think. <laughs> we aren't going to say, we aren't going to comment on that, are we? But um, um, no, seriously, I mean, the secrets of a trade, you can't be let in. That's a teacher <laughs> thing, Graham. That's a teacher thing. Oh, is it? Um, no, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, thank you. Honestly, you know, and, you know, it, it's great just kind of having 
in conversations like this keep up the great work uh, I love listening to your podcast and uh, oh, thank and, you I might go and take my makeup off now and go back into my pajamas it's like the first thing that I've had to put makeup on for in a while <laughs> I know what's that all about I know I haven't done my face on like like, like that I only do it when I do podcasts with him because normally I would just be around there you know wearing my uh tracky bottoms and just I know honestly it's, it's brilliant when, when's 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 the barber's opening <laughs> This is the longest my hair's ever been since I think since I was a kid. I mean, I found a picture uh, that I had that I, I think I want to burn, but my parents had it, and yeah, we all had very long hair when we were children. Uh, God, evil nineties, and this I feel very much like that again. It's like, oh, just give me. Yeah. I um I had this beside me just in case we, we touched on children, but uh, I made this book in lockdown. Oh. Uh, just to try and focus on the positive, but crazy things we did in lockdown. But as you can see, oh, that's my so hair. Cool. I dyed pink. Oh gosh! So, yeah. Oh, lovely. Lockdown, yeah. But it, this was something that I did as well, just as a bit of a. We never print our photos out anymore, so it was kind of like, what did we do in lockdown, and what mm. can we remember and and cherish, really? So yeah. And to be oh, that's fair, amazing. The Zoom quizzes. We've all done them. Oh yes, the Zoom <laughs> <Yeah>. quiz. <laughs> Love it. Do you know oh. that's so good just have that to document and to keep and uh yeah it's absolutely fantastic and uh i do like this idea now i'm going to steal it michelle do it do it yeah. right i'm yeah. gonna leave you because you've got more to chat about guys yeah absolutely we do. thank you so much although michelle. we could talk to you forever yeah. thank you so much for coming right. on we could See talk you to you soon. forever take oh, care well, michelle. if you ever want me back i will be there in a heartbeat oh, we will, please. we'll hold you to it <laughs> please like, Bye. Bye, Bye. Thanks so much, Michelle. Oh, that was awesome, wasn't it? I know, right? I, I, do you know what? This is my kind of person. Michelle mm. is my kind of people. You know, she comes on. She's got loads of positivity. She's demonstrating mm. everything that I, I like in a human being. You know, positivity, resilience, willingness yeah. to help others, um, standing thick and thin with, thin with our students. Uh, the arts, need I say yeah. more, the arts industry, you know, yeah. without the arts, we are nothing, Graham, Absolutely. and I really, truly, genuinely mean that. Um, no, yeah, I completely agree with you. Culturally. We've, we've talked so much about kind of coronavirus and the negative impacts that it has, you know, you know, Ricky spoke to us about, you know, improving our mental health. And then uh, Yoan, sorry, Joe um, mentioned about, obviously, you know, we're, there's still a long way to go yet. And I think Michelle has touched on that in terms of the fact that, you know, we've been doing this throughout the whole of lockdown and there's still a little bit more to go, but we will come back fighting a bit and even stronger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, we, like I said earlier, we take the arts for granted. We take yeah. all of these people for granted. And we are responsible for ensuring that they continue. They continue yeah. to be supported. They continue to um, to deliver all the things they deliver. And also, they deserve a life. You know, in terms yeah. of a living, we we shouldn't just assume that we can be entertained for free as well. You know, what's that all about? Yeah, they no. they will do it because they love what they're doing. They also need to be able to make a living and to be supported financially, which is Absolutely. what I want to I'm, I'm on my soapbox. I'm on my you soapbox are. about it. <laughs> Yes, I, I must say, what we do on our Sundays, we, we get your box yes. out, don't we, every Sunday, and we kind of write, okay, Malika's on her box, and she was going to start talking all about it. <laughs> yes. But no, it's, it's good to see that passion coming through, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, Michelle has demonstrated once again what, uh, you know, what human beings can do in times like this, in times of yeah. pandemic, and we should be all looking up to people like her. 
Absolutely. I think, you know, obviously we're going to round things up very shortly, but, you know, our, our next episode is going to continue with the coronavirus kind of journey, but actually we're going to focus on um, the mental health in children because actually that has been you know, kind of almost ignored in a sort of weird way. You know, people have been talking about, yes, we need to get the children back into schools, back into education, but not necessarily talking about it from the mental health perspective. So it's going to be really interesting to have a chat next time, isn't it? Yes, it will be. We we are bringing a guest that mm. is going to shine the light and illuminate that debate a little bit more. I've got my own views about the things I've seen peddled yeah. in the uh, news and mm. social media. Uh, but this guest is going to bring bring a balanced yeah. outlook, uh, and I really hope that our listeners will enjoy that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't have obviously children, but I've got lots of nephews and uh, a niece, and basically, you know, I've seen a difference uh, in 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 the sixteen year old because obviously, you know, he was been doing, especially doing his GCSEs this year. Now he's not doing them, and he's very concerned about how that is impacting him. And you can see his demeanour change quite uh, quite a lot, really. So it'd be interesting to see what uh, what our guest says next time. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think um, I think it's about time that we kind of like explored things a bit uh, uh, better. Uh, yeah. It's not a one size fits all, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm Absolutely. not going to say I'm not going to say too much on that. That okay. is something we're going to discuss in the next episode. Absolutely. Okay. So we always like to finish on a high. So should we get should we get ourselves back upbeat? Yeah. Uh, well, we always are, though, won't we? That's, that's very true. It. That's very true. We always are. And with someone like Michelle on our episode today. You know what can go wrong? Absolutely, absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, I, I need to. I think I need, I need to find a new word because absolutely. <laughs> 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 no, but, you know, absolument. Then you know. say it in French. Absolument. Voilà. There you and, go. Voila. And on that note, uh, my name's Graham, uh, based in Manchester. And I'm Malika, based in Norwich. And you've been listening to the conversation. See you, See you next you. time.